Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. We are just barreling down this season, two games down, and the next game is going to be on the road. And of course, the Hawaii sports fans is going to be there. We were already there in Michigan uh, six years ago now. Crazy to believe, but here at Hawaii Sports Fans, that's what we live for, the road and that fan experience. And the fan experience means enjoying every aspect of your trip from the beginning to end. And I'm there with you the whole time to see it through as well. Uh, but something that also comes with the fan experience is dealing with the final score of your favorite team sometimes. And I've had to deal with the final score of this team, Hawaii football, for a long time. And let me tell you, on some Hawaii sports fan stores, I wasn't able to hold it in. I'm going to even give you an example. 2013, we lost at UNLV. And I was so mad. I didn't even go out with my friends afterwards, okay? I was being that guy lying in my bed where my grandma... You know, my late grandmother, who all of this is because of. She even opened the door and was like, what are you doing? Get out of bed when I was laying in the cow. Um, but, you know, that's that's the joy of the road. And that's the joy of being a fan. And that's what it's all about, Hawaii sports fans. But uh, we're going to talk about this game today, the Hawaii versus Western Kentucky game. It was, um, you know, another, another defeat. But we're going to get into that, uh, this program. And. You know, I'm, we're really excited about all the people that are new and listening um, to our program. So please continue to subscribe wherever you can at the Hawaii Sports Fans channel. Um, and obviously, you can always come to hisportsfans.com and learn more about our company, uh, which I said all goes back to my grandmother and my grandfather, who a lot of you probably saw on the news. Um, so mahalo again to KITV for putting, for putting that out. I mean, everything that I do is goes back to my grandparents. And, you know, all the things that I do, it goes back to my love and joy for... Um, being a fan period it has nothing to do with anything else this has never been about me it's never been about these two it's always been about this team that's what pure love and being a pure fan is so when people can understand that concept then they realize that there's nothing you know that is negative or positive it's we just want the best for our team that's that's it we want to see the team exist past this season and if people think it's a joke that the team could go away We've been talking about for two and a half years, and I can tell you two and a half years of doing live ca- casting. It looks like the, the slope is getting a little bit more uh, slippery. Um, but that's not doom and gloom. That's honesty. And the fact is there are good things and positive things. And that's why we're with the program every year. You don't see us going anywhere. So you see us standing up to the very end at the games. And it's, if you went to last game, you see me in my big rainbow balloon hat. So shout out <laughs> to Chawan Cut Keith um, at Chawan Cut. If you go find him, he's a great Fan. And he also, um, which is really cool for about him, he used to blog a lot more, but he also does a schedule thing where he he shows all the schedules of all the opponents and all their scores, so you can kind of keep up with them, uh, with with where the opponent is coming into and who they played. So it's a good way of getting to look at some of our teams. And we know that Vanderbilt is going to go and play a bunch of SEC teams, so getting a win in Hawaii was huge for them, uh, literally. Um, but we didn't expect Western Kentucky to come in and do. Almost the same as they did, but we knew that they were a good team. But in any case, I'm here with the ultimate super fans for Hawaii football, and uh, I stand by 
them all the time. And I look up to them even because of, uh, not just because they're older than me, of course, but also because, um, you know, they've endured even more than I have with this program. And that's a difficult thing to do with white football. And the thing is, they keep coming back. And um, I am so excited because, of course, we got the one and only Lao Lao Head. The one and only Lao Lao Head. What's up, Shane? What's up? Yeah, there's uh, some imposters lurking around the stadium <laughs> nowadays. But, yeah, there's only Sheesh. one. Only Lao Lao Head. Thank you. <laughs> and, of course, the one and only. Of course, you cannot forget this one and only Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, guys? I hope to someday get on your level. I, my love for R&B music uh, sometimes gets in the way of being a fan. Well, the thing is, being a fan, like going to every game is, is is psychotic. Like what I'm doing is psychotic. I'm not. I, I'm like I'm not a sane human being. I tell people when I'm going to. This, that was my 75th game in a row going. I mean, I'm even getting closer to 100. Um, but this team has something in its DNA that it shares with our own, our own blood and our own DNA. So that's why we come back. But, um, you know, sometimes we have to deal with the reality that we are at a, what seems like rock bottom, but going further down. So on this show, we're, we want to emphasize the things that we can control as a program, a first and mm. foremost, as a program, the athletic department, the school, what they can control it's marketing. It's branding mm -hmm. of our team, what they believe in, what their ethos is behind how they're running the program. I mean, we don't, sometimes that, that, that's not even clear to us. And those can be controlled. So this is not about talking about 19 and 20 year olds and how, how bad they were or whatever, because that's, that's not what we're here for the show. But we're here to talk about what, what we know could be better and what we know um, just isn't going to cut it anymore, especially moving forward and to a very, very, you know, competitive future for college football. And especially if we're trying to carve our way out, it's hard. Um, but Western Kentucky was one of those teams that, you know, for the three of us, well, for me, I had a, uh, you got it right. at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And that was also because I really believe that we would take time to develop in this offense. Um, but we're going to talk about that offense too, because I'm, I'm not even know what the offense is, honestly. And I don't think a lot of us are still trying to figure it out. 0-2 is not surprising to me. You know, I know for you two, last week made you a lot more nervous about UH obviously being able to win this week. So I think seeing what happened last week, you guys are pretty confident that this would be a tough one for UH to win. But anything surprise you, Shane, um, first of all, starting with this game? And, uh, you know, you talked about the things that you wanted to see happen last week. On last week's show, you talked about getting the sacks, right? Two or three sacks. I'm not sure we had one, right? Oh, we did um, zero. And yeah, no. uh, some other talk about some of the things that you saw though, and and talk about the things that maybe surprised you either way. I'm just surprised that this offense can't move the ball. Um, I, I I expected improvement, and they did improve, but was that because the caliber of opponent, like we talked about earlier? I mean, we only scored seven more points on offense, and we gave up what? 20 points less on defense, but it's, you know, Vanderbilt compared to Western Kentucky. It's like, we're still, we improved, but did we really improve? And yeah, I know Shager did a little better. Uh, like you, like you said, Wayne, I, I really don't know what the offense is. I don't even think the team knows what the offense is. And when they bring in like Cam and Cooper, it's like, 
everyone knows he's just going wrong already. He's like, mm-hmm. like, man, what, what, how come they scared for just let him pass? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's just, it's so. I'm just frustrated. I'm really, really frustrated. And and people are, are blaming the defense too. But when the offense can't even sustain a consistent drive, you're like one minute here, 58 seconds mm-hmm. here, one minute, 10 seconds here. Bro, the defense, no more even time for rest. They're tired. So bro, the offense, the offense has to has to figure it out. And they gotta figure it out soon. I mean. Like like we discussed, I, I knew it was going to be a tough season. I knew that we weren't going to win many games. But at the same time, I didn't think our team would perform at this level. I thought we were going to do a little better, little better than this. I know we're just two games into the season. And I know people saying we're negative. But try go read LSU's blog. Try go read Clemson's blog. Try You think we're negative? These t- these power five schools that win championships here and there, you should see their blogs about one loss and they want Brian, Brian Kelly. Yeah. They want, they want his head already. Hey, even the yeah. media girl took a shot at him. Did you see that? Yeah, she like, said, oh, don't come oh, in, don't be late. She's like, maybe if you win. And he's like, Oh, oh, oh I don't think it's about losing. <laughs> So, you yeah, you even the media there takes shots. You think exactly. I would ever, ever, ever say that exactly. again? A head would explode in the green room at UH Manoa Stand Sheriff Center <laughs> green room if somebody ever made that remark back. A head would explode. Probably my head, because I could never imagine anybody ever saying that. But in Louisiana, the press is on that girl's side. They're not even on the yeah. side. They're like, yeah, win. So... Bro, we're, this is our culture. That's that's the difference. But Sean, yeah. you know, I mean, did you have anything to add to specifically about what you had been looking for in last week, or some things that surprised you about this? Yeah, I, I think the defense played a lot better. Um, they a lot better angles, just a lot better performance, um, a lot better than last week. So, just the. The special teams, the punting was a lot better than last week, too. It was like 43 yards. So I was happy about that, too. Uh, the offense, just it, the turnovers were really unfortunate. And a lot of them, you know, they kind of bounced around. and But it's just it's just killer. It was just a killer. And the, the thing that kind of catches me is, like, you start off and there's this optimism. We go down, we, like, score. And then it's like they make adjustments and we kind of just keep doing the same thing. And the, the game kind of just slips away really quickly. And it, it's just kind of the hallmark of the, the Chang era. You know, just this is the way it like when he came in, there was so much optimism and it, things went south really quick. And that seems to have happened in the, the first two games as well. It's like just a, like a parallel. It's just something I observe. I mean, do you think it's something to do with the fact that a lot of teams just don't know what to expect from them? And so therefore they're, they're able to throw that first punch because like, nobody knows, but then they're losing the adjustment scheme. I mean, is that a part of a thing? You I think mean, it, it might be with the first drive being scripted, the guys are comfortable with the plays being run. And whereas it gets deeper into the game, you're running stuff that, you know, you're not, not as familiar with or, you know, not as much practice. I, I don't know. It just seems to be, I don't know. So it's just, it's, 
it's just let's, something. Let's start with I the don't offense. Know. Shane, what specifically because I have a few things that annoy me about the offense. I can tell you off the back. First of all, the identity, lack of lack thereof, I think. Um I, I'd say and I I'm I mean that's why it's stuff like to work, I know it takes time as well. So we even gave Bogram time to work his thing. Um, but Shoemaker, it's hard because we don't know him. And I talked this before. Like, have we had how many guys? Swan, Lees, like how many guys could we have named that Timmy Chang knows personally? Instead, he chose to go with this guy that no one knows, not even himself. And he admitted to that. So, of course, there's going to be. And he deserves to be under a microscope because we don't know him. And that's the problem in Hawaii in general. We let people come into our lives in Hawaii and we're very trusting, period. That's what we're doing right now. But we're trusting him with the offense that a lot of people definitely thought was going to look very run and shooty. Even though, I, to his credit, he never said it was going to be run and shoot. He was like, I'm going to do my own thing. But having, you know, not burning enough time. In my opinion, that's one thing I feel like. And that's something that has to do with, to me, strategy and winning the game is burning clock. Yeah. I mean, first drive with 55 seconds. We Luckily, they muffed the punt. Um, and we got the ball on the one-yard line. And then we blew it with penalties. So that, and that's the other thing, the penalty. That's something that can be controlled. And I don't think that coaches have control on them and the penalties. We saw unnecessary roughnesses. Again. Again. Yeah. We saw one after a touchdown that was played on the kickoff, right? Because... Uh, was it who was it? A lineman um, after the first touchdown made a penalty right there. Like, bro, we have to be the most humble. We have to be the most um, can't beat yourself. I mean, yeah. Like, what when what can we control? We can control our humility. We control our, our readiness, our alertness on the field. We can control our conditioning. Those can mm -hmm. be controlled. So, what's going on there? Because I think it's fair to point poke holes there. But um, Sh Shane, I mean, what 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 can this offense do, or what do you think? What baffles you? I know you talked about the quarterbacks. I mean, do you think that that's also a problem, that the fact that not one is getting all the reps, even that practice this week? O'Shang is splitting the reps again. And that might be right. I mean, Michigan is not a win basic, it's not a winnable game, period. It really is. And the fact is, we, we should play everyone probably just to spread out the hits, um, mm. which I'm scared for. I'm scared for our quarterbacks. I'm scared for our receivers. Coming across the middle, running some of these routes, like, I, I really believe we should run a super vanilla offense going into Michigan and possibly running triple option over and over again. And I'm not even kidding about that because of the fact that I'm scared. And even that would get hit a lot, but at least it would burn time and end the game quicker, you know, give us a chance, a chance in theory. Um, but that's all difficult. Um, but Shane, sorry, I keep cutting you off, but I know there's, there's some issues with that you want to talk about offensively as well. Yeah. Well, I, we just don't have that star. We don't have star players. You know, like with with Todd, we had Calvin Turner. Now that guy was star. We had Mardner. Mm -hmm. uh, we still got Zion, but geez, he gets hurt the first game. Um, uh, Pinocchi did how much? Did P Pinocchi play it, huh? Yeah, he played. played. Pinocchi played it, but how much? I didn't see his final numbers, but it was a lot. I don't think he had hundred yards, but the first. No, I think the most. It was like forty-three yards. The, yeah. the top receiver had. Yeah. And yeah, I truly believe he needs to just stick with one already, because people are. Some people are still like impressed with Yellen. Bruh, I'm not impressed with the guy at all. I think he's. Oh, I think he's rubber. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that, but I. Just, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
I mean, to, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I'm not impressed with any of them. All, any three oh. of them. There was so much hype about this group and all the, yeah. all the choices we had, but I mean, some of the show, some of the throws don't even make it. Don't even make it to the guys. Yeah. These okay. are throws they practice. They practice throws into the flat. They, uh, they, put, they do a lot of this trip stuff and they leave a weak guy on the one guy on the weak side and they love to do that. And then they cannot mm-hmm. control out to them. Like, and the big difference too is like, if a play broke down, Cordero would just go and run. Yeah. Bigger. He don't, he don't run. He just throws it away and just, just run. But then, but then he did run. And then I think he got oh, God. <laughs> he got <laughs> Our whole end zone was laughing. I hate to say it. We were laughing because what was that at the, he literally dove. He thought he was a cheetah and he had 10 yards <laughs> He would go laterally on his stomach for 10 yards like Superman or a Jaguar or something. And he landed at like the two-yard line. It was really, really painful. It was almost like yeah. – and, you know, it's like we're not making fun of him, but the the, the thing is like he's the starting – I mean, he was QB1. I mean, he's the guy that we're, you know, we're trying to get the confidence behind because, like you said, we don't have that – star we don't have the calvin turner who could just give which was literally give the ball to calvin um but i, I don't know i mean do you think anything what I, to me like i said i would love to see us burn more clock um not get to line of scrimmage at 25 seconds up in the play clock and then snap the ball with 17 like i want all of those 17 seconds to go mm-hmm. down to literally one i don't even care if they know mm-hmm. we're running it like that's it, it, it you're you're giving them more time to execute plays when you leave time on the field, that's, that's the end of the game. Cause we're playing from behind. It's like, we need to, uh, it's like, you know, like Michael Chang's, we got to make the tennis reference because the greatest of all time, Serena, my very favorite. I'm not going to, I'm going to cry again. if we talk about her, but uh, Michael Chang, who uh, played in the French open, I think it was. And he was like doing underhanded lob. He's like the, the great defensive player. Like he did everything that he could to return and get those guys that he was playing. Cause he didn't have, you know, the strength, the big serves. He was just doing whatever he could and with at, at the sharpest level of skill that he was ended up winning a major championship. And, I mean, that's just the pinnacle. That's the Super Bowl. You just need to win one. I mean, we are at a place now, I think, after two games um, where I think we're improving, yes, but it does scare me what guys we have on the field and the ability that they have because it's not it's not their fault. We're not saying it's their fault, but the fact is, the lack of depth is going to hurt everyone and, and will physically hurt people. Um, but uh, I don't know what, you know, what changes can be made. I mean, Sean, I mean, like I said, I would, I would hope that they, they, they crack down on the foolish necessary roughnesses, personal falls. Like those things cannot happen. 12 men on the field that we had, you know, like that kind of stuff cannot happen. Just can't, just can't happen. Like we cannot shoot ourselves in the foot. Mm. But what about you, Sean? I mean, what kind of, so when June came in, he, he adjusted the offense to the personnel. He didn't run, run pure run and shoot with um, Dan Robinson. He, you know, he used, he, uh, he bent the playbook to what he had. And uh, Nick Rolovich did the same thing. He didn't run pure run and shoot that first year, you know, where we went six and seven and went to the Hawaii bowl and won it. And I thought that was like the greatest seven and seven team of all time because he, he saw what we had and he played to their strengths. So I, I think this, 
this staff kind of needs to bend to what we have. When I've gone to practice, I see a lot of good running backs, you know, and I, I think to shorten the game, we should try to be more balanced. I don't think we have the personnel to, to run the, the four wide run and shoot, which, you know, which is what they might be doing. And they're, they're keeping the tight end in most of the time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think you guys are talking about that at the game, right? The wanting to run more, less uh, shorten the game, use more clock. At least burn more clock. I don't know about Shane, but I mean, I, I think it's fair to install an option. And at San Jose, they run an option. They always have an option package. June had an option package. And yeah. it's not hard to run an option. Everybody, every kid that ever played Pop Warner had to run the option. Um, so that's because that's like the one of the most basic offenses to install. But that's how Navy beat Notre Dame. That's how Army mm. beat all these other schools. It's not because they've never had the same amount of talent academies as other they've never and sometimes they have more talent yes but never power five they've never been on a power five level but they've been all three uh, with army well, lately they can get consistently ranked because of that it's, it's the great equalizer when you have smaller players it's alignment and assignment and you just you have to execute so yeah i mean that's i mean that's where we're at i don't it, i think it'd be worth a shot just the fact to keep the clock running we you know, had 94 we're, we're not, rushing yards, 94 rushing yards yeah. this last game, 266 passing yards. So um, we were slightly more imbalanced, I guess, than you know, Western Kentucky. But at the same time, the penalties is what I'm saying got worse. Western yeah. Kentucky, seven penalties. This is Western Kentucky, seven penalties, 72 yards. What do you think you wait, Chad? How many penalties? Yeah, 12 for 108 or something. Yeah, like that. Are you? yeah 12 for 100. Yeah. No, I, I was listening to the radio. Oh, today. oh, they brought that up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at this now. I mean, to be honest, from somebody watching the game, it looked like we had a lot of penalties. All this does is confirm it. And I and I was probably being a lot more generous in how many penalties I thought we had, but twelve is ridiculous. Twelve yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And of course, to have five interceptions and one fumble loss, like, brah. This is not. And, yeah. you know, Shager was throwing in triple coverage. We he saw, was. We, yeah. we, I mean, we we're did. Shane, yeah. we were sitting in the back. We, would, we could see what Shager was looking at, and we saw mm-hmm. him throwing in the triple coverage. Obviously, we're not playing the game, and it's not that easy. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying we see, we've seen quarterback play that is we, – we know nuanced quarterback play that re, where people can see checks. And, of course, we've had gunslingers like Colt that would take chances, but he had the talent to overcome – some of his, you know, potential mistakes. None of these quarterbacks are even close to that. I mean, I don't see these quarterbacks being Brian Moniz. None of them are mm-hmm. close to Chavez, oh. in my opinion. And yeah. I don't see that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, we're, we're, we're playing with a, a pretty shallow deck, I think, at, at quarterback. And what was sold to, of course, the media and everyone else was this hype that we had all these quarterbacks. And it was great because June had a – a stable of quarterbacks and he could bring them out like Chad Kapanui could be throwing the ball and we didn't know it. Right. And it's like, he was mm-hmm. Roosevelt or something. So it's like, but those are all clever clues, you know, plays that June, like you said, Sean would play to his strengths of his players. I think that just, um, that we have a great running back crew as well. And I, I mean, I, I'm all for putting two runners in at the game and like, honestly, like maybe bringing one of those receivers in and bringing and, and, 
putting him in the backfield and using an, an extra running back, running different stuff out of the back. I mean, um, that one uh, offensive assistant that we had under Rolo that went to Pittsburgh, um, that guy that came, remember he was making all those, um, you know, like uh, he was running all these pass routes out of the backfield and having almost like a triple option, the, the mm. wing. Um, I mean, this is a time for that. This is the time for that. I mean, I feel like it does feel like Chow at times and where it's so stubborn. It's, they're so stubborn to what they want to do, like how we criticize Chow, um, that it feels similar. And a lot of people don't want to criticize, let's be honest, the coaching because they're their friends on Twitter or they see them on social media. Like, I don't really care. Like, that's not a big deal. I'm happy that, I'm happy that they are great on social media. Like, I think that's important. But Rolo did that as well. And Rolo made mistakes as well that he had to own up to. But Rolo also won games for us. And Rolo came in pretty even that that sydney game we looked competent in that sydney game of course i would i think rollo had inherited better players from chow um than it's a big factor was able to inherit i definitely give him that and we said that from the beginning but we we still lost by about 20 points to cal at sydney australia lost 63 to 3 obviously to michigan but we saw elements of things we saw drew brown start to have to do different things and run the ball more and as the season went on, we saw, I mean, we didn't even know who Drew Brown really was. And then we, we were able, Rolo really played to his strengths, which I think he was really good running RPO. He could fake it really well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, do we have that? Like we said, do we don't have that personnel? But down the stretch, Shane, I mean, what, where does the team go to move forward? Like where, where are the most pressing needs that need to be looked at right now? What do you think the top three are for you? Pressing needs, QB play, passing, passing attack. Cause like yeah, I agree. The um, our running backs are pretty good. I was impressed with Lele, Lele Bryant Lele. He was he did mm-hmm. pretty good. So I was impressed with him. But yeah, I, this offense Hawaii we're known for passing, passing, and I, I yeah I agree that we need to incorporate run just to control the clock because I don't think we have the personnel. But yeah, we need better quarterback play. We need better decision making. We need somebody to just step up, man. Do you think that the receivers are in the right spot? No, a lot of times they're just like colliding with each other, seems like. I just, yeah, the, like the route running, just everything. And oh, that one play they went on it for fourth down. And then he almost had it, but he was like running backwards. Like, oh, why you just never continue your route and just do the over the? I think he would have had better chance, you know, mm-hmm. to just do the over. But he went turn around and tried to like. Uh, catch I, I don't want to interject, but of, that play is in my IG reel, which I worked hard on today. So everybody yeah, should look yeah, at that. Anti sports fans. And the funny thing was when he dropped the ball, um, the whole stadium made a uh, like the whole stadium was very audible. Uh, like very loud i've never heard like because even for me i was like oh oh, great play like he's in the right spot and then boink the ball bounces and that's when i was on the sideline right so you guys gotta go look at the reel because i was there and even jenny who was there our our girl jenny who comes on a lot of trips with us and is obviously one of our big white sports fans she was just like puzzled like she was just yeah i saw her reaction i was standing behind the bench right and i'm walking toward i'm not going to say what number this person was but there was a guy that walked behind um number three um and said we're not going to get that many opportunities in his direction really loud and with swear wow 
And he's right, but that's scary to see that kind of, you know, morale already, you know, because the whole thing is, we're good, we're good. It's, believe me, it sucks to lose. I, I've been on teams that got, you got clobbered too. Like, it, it, it's going to affect mor- morale. And I think, of course, I'm, I'm very, very happy. The things that we can control are like team culture with mainland. That's one aspect of it, of course. And I think Timmy is doing well about that. But Timmy Chang was hired to coach football, like, that's, and the, the assistants were hired to also coach football, not to create Instagram reels like the rest of us. They were, created, <laughs> they were hired to coach football. That's what they're supposed to do. So at the end of the day, I know they're very competitive as well, and they know their job, and the, the players are as well. But those are the kind of plays that need to be made, definitely need to be made. So it's, it's, not, it's not hard. I don't want to blame the guy who said it. I'm not going to say what number he was because he walked off. He took off his helmet, walked around. And walked to where the Kayan was sitting, who dropped the ball on the bench. So you saw those benches. And the thing is, at TC Chang, right, we can stand there. We can all. I was not even yep. close. I was literally <laughs> just worth everyone else standing at the gate where the players are. So you can talk to the players. You can really talk to the players during the game um, at TC Chang, which I think is kind of a cool thing, actually. Um, but, you know, like you also see some of the drama, too. And I see mm. it. I'm not surprised by it. And neither am I making a big deal about it. But I'm saying it's there. I'm saying there is, there's going to be dissent there. There are going to be players upset because some players are saying, put me in then. If these guys cannot do it, that's my attitude too as an athlete. Mm. If you were getting blown out, let me go in then. Let, how come you guys let this guy make all the mistakes? How come he can? How come this guy can show how many interceptions and come back in the game or stay in the game? So, of course, there's guys on the bench that are just not, are not feeling it. And, you know, that's going to be hard after if we consistently lose. To me... Like I said from the beginning, I was whatever I I was I'm trusting that Shoemaker has a cohesive offense that he's trying to install and he has the personnel for it. If he doesn't, like Shane said, if he if those are things that he doesn't have, like he doesn't have the attack, he doesn't have the quarterback play, we have nothing. Like we that's what I'm saying. Of course I'm not mm. saying we need to be we need to now run the option. I'm saying with what we have, we need to burn the clock and run and, and burn the clock. Like shorten the game. Our first chances to shorten the game. Yeah. 55 seconds on the first drive is what we did last time. And against Vanderbilt, that first quarter, it felt like it was like two hours. Like, that was crazy. So, I mean, we need to shorten the game because, especially we're playing other teams that pass the ball, all they need is a few throws themselves and like 30 seconds on the clock to score. And that's why I'm scared about Michigan. I mean, I'm hoping Harbaugh just runs as much as possible. And he at least does us the courtesy of, you know, trying to run more, trying to burn more clock for our sake as well. I mean, it's eight o'clock game. I'm sure he doesn't want to get his players you know, to beat up as well, but I am nervous. I'm very nervous. I've never been this nervous for our team going into Ohio State, going to Michigan State. I thought we could win those games. Mm. Going to Alabama, I thought we could win. Of course, we had that team, but I definitely walked in thinking we could win. And at Ohio State, I thought we could at least, we could, I thought we could pull opposite, honestly. And we, 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 we hung with them. Of course, that was crazy. I, I mean, I was still yeah. giving it a one in 40 chance or something, but at the same time, like, we did we a lot of it did line up it's just that chow had no offense and sean schroeder was just didn't really have much time he was trying to adjust to people so i but you know we also had an all-american punter slash kicker slash returner slash slash <laughs> and that was nice having a mr slash and unfortunately we lost a lot of players so yes that's we're always going to go back to that because coach chang is working with a pretty empty cupboard mm-hmm. and it's and you know of course he's not going to say that because he's not going to say it but well, didn't Shoemaker say that uh, whoever the quarterback is, they just, they got to throw it away more. They got to, you know, either take the sack or throw it away 
just be more careful with the ball. Don't don't throw it into triple coverage, you know? I mean, what um, do you see? It? I mean, what can they, I mean, but like Shane said, should they just stick with one guy already and let him kind of get the reps, get the mistakes or... I mean, to me, I, I, I'm fine with what's going on. I'm not really, I, I, to me, I don't see one that's pulling away from the pack. That's, that's also a problem that I think the coaches have. I don't see one guy. I see Shager as just the, the guy who has wore the uniform one extra year. And therefore that's the default for him being the starter. In my mm. opinion, that's, that's why he's getting the default as the kind of quote. He's not even the number one guy, but right now there's so much ambiguity that <laughs> it could be any of them. The way I see it is I think Yellen's a little bit more streaky and we've seen that in the game. I think uh, Shager's a little bit more consistent and we don't really know what Cooper is. We haven't seen him much in the games yet. So he, he ran, he came in and they did the, what, like the option kind of thing. So I got the, but does it, does, does it concern you guys that we don't have any passing touchdowns for the first two games? Oh, that's a major concern for me. I thought that Jager like won the because after he threw like the third interception, I thought, ah, they're gonna bring back in Yellen, but they just stuck with Jager the rest of the way. So I thought, oh, maybe, maybe he's the number one guy. But then you read today, like, oh, he still don't know who the number one guy is. I'm like, oh. So. Yeah, it was kind of cute the first week when we're like, oh, we're games, we're gaming <laughs> Vandy. They yeah, don't yeah. know what's going to come. And now we're just like, no, we honestly just don't know. Now we know we don't know. Now the whole world knows we don't know. So they're like, whatever. We're just going to take whichever one. And honestly, sometimes I, I have to look at the number. I cannot tell by looking at them. Um, mm. Not just because they're three white dudes, but also because I cannot tell by looking at them skill-wise, you know, like who's who on the field. Like Shaker, I can kind of tell like the way his shoulders move. He. I feel like he has kind of good discipline. Like he keeps his, you know, and I, like I said, there's not a football show and neither am I a football coach, but you know, watching the way that he moves on the field seems like a, you know, a, a, he, he feels steady, steady. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he threw into triple coverage a lot. I mean, that's, there's, just no, there's just no excuse for that. Like mm-hmm. even the first time he did it, like, I mean, we, when we still have, when we're still in the game too, like those kind of turnovers are, are backbreaking, you know? Yep. Football is a momentum game, man. Once you lose that momentum, oh, it's all over. Well, when it comes to not just the game, when we talk about the program, um, you know, I, I was happy that still people came. Obviously, um, we're in a, we're in dire straits, having less than fifteen thousand. First of all, that's that's not our number. That's the NCAA's number, and that is a number that I knew the NCAA wouldn't care about during the pandemic year or during the, the year after. But now we're in the year three post-pandemic and we are now looking at another three years oh well next year we're gonna have seventeen thousand, um which will be good but there are not going to be excuses next year um and that's what concerns me and i think the lack of you know the lack of marketing the lack of branding the lack of vision um it's evident it's evident to everybody i mean and i had to say i mean i don't need to we don't need to be critical of a lot of the administrators people know already people know their names they know what they aren't doing. And it's just sad because fans like us who don't get paid, who pay our way everywhere. Like I've paid to go to 75 straight games. Um, you know, we're the ones that are suffering. These, these guys are not suffering and they don't even know us. They don't have that same, um, that same DNA. And, and that's the thing that's, that has to, you have to be born with. If you're bleeding green, it's hard to just 
be, I mean, not to say that you couldn't be a GI that came to Schofield and, you know, you are somebody that moved to Hawaii and just started loving the team. But there's something to be said about having, being, you know, from Hawaii, being local and our grandparents and where they came from and the similar struggle they had working in plantations and working in factory jobs and building the stadium. And I always, you know, because it's like, that's our, that's our culture. That's our history right there. That's ours. And that's the difference between us and, you know, the casual fan is that, you know, that connection is so powerful. Okay. Exactly. You got to talk because now that's not, that's what, I mean, I'm, I'm upset because obviously we're in a place where it's scary to me that it, it's, we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know. It is scary. It is scary because I was thinking the same thing too, because I, I, like I said last week, I like the atmosphere of the stadium. I like the, the, the food trucks. I like the fact that, like you said, you can walk on the track. But there's a lot of people that finally got to go to the stadium and they hate it. They don't like the seating. They don't like the room. They don't like a lot of things about this stadium. So if this team doesn't start winning, and if the school doesn't figure out a way to make the game experience more fun, then, man, I, I'm afraid we're going to lose this team because there's no way to sustain it. There's no way to sustain it at all. And now that we have no tailgating, I mean, I still love going because we're, we're a different breed, yeah, all of us, the ones that go to every game. But it's still not as fun as a law stadium. It's not even close to as fun as a law stadium. Like people say, oh, how can, how can you go to these games? Aren't you grouchy? Why are you going to watch a Michigan game? It's just going to ruin your whole day. And I was like, of course it's going to ruin my whole day. But you have I, sat to. Through, I have sat through every Von Appen game through beginning mm-hmm. to end. I've sat through every Norm Child blowout from beginning to end. Why am I going to quit now? Mm-hmm. But the difference is with, with a lost stadium, just the, it was more fun. It was just, I don't know, man. It's just, that's why this, I, I pray that the school can figure it out. They need to look at the bigger picture and figure out a way to make the day more fun, to make this game day experience more better. Cause if we're not going to win, then they got to figure out something to make, to draw fans in. 100. That's 100. That's facts. Everything you said is just total facts. <laughs> Sean, I mean, we're going to start closing out the show, but I know that, it was rough fun for you too this past week. We threw a little shade at Sean on Twitter because he couldn't be in the game. But <laughs> being a fan is being being a loyal fan. I mean, yes. I mean, to have to be married for one thing, and to have to um, that is one thing. Obviously, I don't need to say anything to married people. You guys make it work, and just like moms make it work, and dads with all the family responsibilities. UH football is something that you have to make work. And that's where I can be psychotic is because I married myself to them. But um, <laughs> Sean, I mean, is a diehard. It's not even a question like we always say. And Sean, um, you know, but at the same time, I think for you, Sean, you also have that perspective of it's hard because you were in that stadium too as a little kid. That's your biggest memory is 19, is that game you always talk about. And now that yeah. doesn't even exist anymore, you know? Yeah, like uh, I just – I. I consider it like my second home. Like I can't even imagine how many events I went to at that stadium. 
it's and like I drive past it and I'm sad and like I can't imagine once it's once they physically take it down there's going to be that like empty space like I, I don't I'd be like how you were earlier a couple minutes ago it's like I was I just they better let us buy the seats I don't I don't know it's it's crazy I and I just yeah I, I'm like you guys I, I fear for the program I just see us sliding down the slippery slope we're losing we're losing we're losing and and I just how how much more losing can this program take you know mm-hmm. season tickets I, I have a friend that says she's not coming back next year because she's been yelled at two weekends in a row to, you know, get away from her car mm-hmm. because she was sitting outside her car eating a bento. And she's like, she's already told me, like, I'm not, I'm not coming back next year. So, and I mean, these are things we got to figure out. Yeah. You know, UH has to figure out like, what is it that you want to be? So that's so she couldn't even eat a bento outside her car. Yeah, they told her to get in or or to leave. So <laughs> get in the stadium. No, so get in the car. Get in the car. Eat in the oh, car. Oh, okay. you can or, eat in the car. You just can't yeah. sit outside your car. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, it's super hot. Yeah, it, yeah, is. No, it is. It's like you got to keep your car running. I, I mean, those are the yeah. kind of things that are don't need to be. We don't have enough people, you know for that kind of thing yeah Um, well i mean it's it's we had another good crowd i wouldn't say it was capacity but they announced it as a sellout right so but i i don't see how they're gonna they're gonna expand the stadium i don't see how much more people they're gonna be able to jam in there or you know people are gonna say oh yeah i want to be part of that because they've kind of turned off the fan base so much yeah totally so yeah that's where marketing and all that stuff comes in so yeah, that's on them. And those are things we can control. Um, and just like things that we can control, um, we need to make them the forefront of our lives and our passion. And for us, we do that voluntarily. But for those guys who are getting paid, they need to take that 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 duty more seriously because there are existential matters at hand. I mean, you just can't sustain. I mean, it's just like on a business Anybody with business acumen would know, like Shane was saying, the unsustainable nature of a business that keeps losing revenue, that keeps losing clientele every year. It's even if you're getting subsidized by the government, you can't expect that money. You're, you're so lucky that politicians aren't saying more because one politician who is, you know, pro homeless or pro. And I'm, and I'm saying like, I, I support these kind of politicians, too. They're the ones that could end the program right away, too. Or there could be anybody that ends the program because they we know that in Hawaii we're in unsustainable times as well but not to end on doom and gloom but that's you know that's you know where we are we you know we're always being happy and we're always dealing with the the you know taking the the hard with the with the easy but right now it's a lot of hard so that's why there's frustration but so grateful that you guys always there to join us continue to follow us subscribe like I said the Hawaii Sportsman's channel come visit us at hisportsfans.com come with us on the road we're gonna have some great times um, coming up um, next week, even or like I said, this weekend in Michigan. Next week, I'm gonna have some people come up for Falcons, Rams, see Mario to play the defending Super Bowl champs, and we're gonna um, do these packages for you to be able to do one-stop shop with white sports fans and figure out all your travel needs, so you never have to worry about anything, even like that pesky parking and driving. So let us deal with all of those things. Um, mahalo again for joining us for Shane and Sean. This is Wayne Cueto. We'll see you guys next week. Aloha. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.
Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.